Hi, this is Ben Zorns with Ellerslie Mission Society. This is part three of a three-part message given by Pastor Eric Ludy at the Church at Ellerslie in lovely Windsor, Colorado. It is our hope and prayer that this message would convict, inspire, and invigorate your pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also want you to know that should you ever have any questions or comments regarding any of the ministries here at Ellerslie, we are always happy to provide answers and receive feedback. Simply contact us at info at ellerslie.com or give us a call at 970-686-9022. We really would love to hear from you. Enjoy the message and may your faith and love in Jesus grow larger as you listen. Now here's Pastor Eric Ludy. Session three, wrapped in swaddling clothes, attempting to comprehend the divine condescension. So review, the Bible is God's idea. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is tested and proven. The Bible is divinely authoritative. The Bible perfectly agrees with itself. The Bible witnesses of Jesus Christ. The Bible wasn't written accidentally, but very much on purpose. The Bible is for all people. The Bible is meant to be understood by all. The Bible is translatable. So when we say, what is the language of God? Many of us would say, well, Hebrew. I mean, that just sounds like a noble answer. I would like to answer a little more simply. It is humility. Now, I know you say, that's not a language. Well, it is. It actually is an expression of God. God speaks in humility. That's the shocker. And I think it's very, very difficult for a Jewish mind to comprehend that God's first and native language is humility. And whenever he speaks, he speaks out of that tongue. And yes, it can take on the shape of Hebrew. And Hebrew is a brilliant language, which I wouldn't even be shocked if in heaven we spoke it. It doesn't make any difference to me, though. If we speak Koine Greek in heaven, it would make total sense to me as well. If we speak English, I don't know. That's a, that's a question mark. <laughs> key truth points. So key point number 11. The Bible answers all the Hebrew questions. How? In Koine Greek. All the mysteries of the Old Testament are solved in the Greek. That is embarrassing for the Jew. All of the great mysteries hidden for ages and generations are revealed in a common language. Who is this one who will be born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting, and who will be Emmanuel, God with us? Who is this one who will be betrayed by a friend, who will bear our iniquities, whose garments will be parted, whose hands and feet will be pierced? They don't know the answer to it. You know what's strange? Even the most simple among us know the answer to that. We don't speak Hebrew, but we know the answer to it. We actually have the answer in the simple common tongue. You don't have to be a scholar to know the answer to life's great mysteries. You need to simply know the Koine Jesus. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaks the prophet this of himself or some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. Highness meets lowness. Highness. Is God big? Is God high? Is God sovereign? Oh, yeah. That's what's shocking. It's not a diminishment of his highness to talk about the fact that he came low. It emphasizes how grand and truly amazing he is when you emphasize his highness to realize he came so utterly low. Highness, thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Good Old Testament Hebrew. Hi, an enunciation of God's grandeur. There is no way that you're going to tell me that such a high God is going to be <clears throat> born as a baby. No 
way. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. It's the good news. Because if he's not, if he's not born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem, he's not your Messiah. He perfectly fulfilled the 39. He perfectly fulfilled it and on two feet demonstrated that this revelation was found in him. Fulfilled. Lonus. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men. Uh, that's us. To see if there are any who understand who seek God. Every one of them is turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. In other words, we're not that impressive. We're looking pretty bad. And God chose to go from his highest state to a human one. Sparganao is our Greek word, which means to wrap in swaddling clothes. Isn't that funny? We have a whole sentence for it. They just have one word for it. Omnipotence wrapped in weakness. This is one of the most startling statements you may ever hear or understand. Most of us don't skip right over it because it's always been a part of our Christmas traditions and therefore we miss it. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. This is how you will recognize him. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the majesty from on high that exalted his head above all. This is how you will recognize him. You shall find the babe, the babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, peasant garments, and lying in a manger. A manger is a fatne, which means feeding trough. You will find the Lord, the Savior, Christ. And this is how you will recognize him. He speaks the language of humility. That's how you will know him. God come to earth as a little lamb. Lambs, by the way, in the Hebrew culture are <clears throat> rather low on the totem pole of importance. They're slaughtered all over the place. They're raised to be killed. And you know what Jesus is likened to in the language of the Koine Greek? Where the highness of God and weakness of humanity intersect. God setting aside his almighty godness. God forsaking his fiery presence and his cloud of glory. God relinquishing the continual worship of the angelic multitudes. God purposely trading his almighty lion's mane for a lamb's woolly stature. God who was still 100% God and knew he was God and was unabashed by the fact that he was God. Gave up his reputation as the great I am and became one of no reputation. God, the master of worlds, the king of kings, the lord of lords, took on the form of a bondservant and allowed his ear to be pierced by his father in heaven, that he would be bound to do nothing of his own will. God condescended to take on the swaddling clothes of humanity and is laid in a feeding trough as food for the starving multitudes. God functioned in the capacity of a mere man, unrecognizable as God, but God nonetheless, humbled himself even further by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the horrifying and gruesome death of the cross. God tasted the penalty of sin, the wrath of God, and the dreadful judgment of almighty righteousness. Key point number 12. Jesus, like the Bible, was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a feeding trough. The Bible was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a feeding trough. It's called Koine Greek. And Jesus, the one that it reveals, it's the sign. This is how you will know him. The Arneon. That, you know that means little lamb? It doesn't just mean... Sheep, it means little baby lamb, helpless thing, cute, big eyes, you know, and just adorable. You want to give it a name. The little lamb. You know that Jesus is revealed in the Koine Greek as the Arneon. 
Does that sound like a little low? I mean, you don't want to speak of him that way. He's God Almighty. And he's willing to take on the description of the Arneon, the little lamb. Behold the Arneon of God, says John the Baptist, which taketh away the sin of the world. Behold the little fluffy lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Don't talk about my God that way. He did talk about God that way. You see, this is purposeful. This is not accidental. The revelation of Jesus is on these terms. In this manner. He speaks the language of humility. That is the sign to you. The three uses of the little lamb. In scripture, a lamb was used for sacrifice. And they sacrificed sacrifices unto the Lord, even a thousand lambs. For clothing. The lambs are for thy clothing. Food. And they shall take to them every man a lamb, a lamb for a house, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the doorposts, side posts, and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And thus, and thus shall ye eat it, and with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. This is sacrifice, clothing, and food. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And yet it's the lowest position in Israel. It's the one that will give up his life to preserve and to save so that the judgment will pass over God's people. Almighty strength discovered in earthly weakness. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. This is God's economy. This is how he works. How is his strength made perfect? In weakness. How was his majesty revealed to us? How was all the mystery of all the heavens and the earth revealed to us? In Koine Greek. This is God's pattern. He came up with it. He speaks the language of humility. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Lambness proves omnipotence. Dependence proves that it is grace that truly saves. This is God's pattern. Somehow through weakness, he proves his omnipotence. Somehow, in and through coming weak as a little Arneon lamb, laid in a manger, wrapped in peasantry, becoming a worm and no man, we see and behold his strength. How did he do that? Well, that's the principle of the kingdom. He's gentle, he's meek, he's guileless, innocent, spotless, he's prepared as an offering, obedient unto death, even death on a cross, silent unto slaughter. God Almighty did that. God Almighty, when he spoke, that's how he spoke. That's the greatest message of love ever spoken. And it was spoken in Koine Greek, passed on throughout the generations to us so that we would see this. We would see the lamb that was slain. Even as a lamb, he wins. You know, doesn't, don't you feel bad for God that he's described as a lamb? Oh, don't feel bad for him. You see, it's weakness. But even in God's weakness, he blows away the strength of the enemy. Listen to this. These will make war with the lamb. Who are they making war with? The little fluffy Arneon. So the nations of the earth, the kings of the earth, and the lamb will overcome them. I love that line. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Clothed in the lamb, indwelled by the lamb. The secret of the gospel comes at the point where we come unto this humble lamb, and we allow his peasant clothing, his weakness. He died as a criminal. And his death and what he shed forth was our life. And he says, come to that cross. Come to that symbol of death and be clothed in it. When we come unto that point of weakness, then we are clothed. 
And the very power of the Almighty One, who is crowned as head above all, comes and lives inside of us. And we are to be gentle, meek, guileless, innocent, spotless, prepared as an offering, obedient unto death, even death on a cross, silent unto slaughter. Is this a representation of us? Is the language of our life humility? God spoke through a coin Jesus. He did it purposely. If he's going to speak in this generation, what will be the sign? You will know my people because they will be in swaddling clothes and laid in a feeding trough. That's how you will recognize them. You will know my disciples by this fact. They will always speak the language of humility. You see, we serve a Koine Jesus. One who chose a lowly language to reveal his highness. And we are his chosen language. You see, we are the Koine Greek. We are the Gentiles. Through which he has chosen to reveal his glory unto the nations. Uh, So don't make fun of the Koine Greek. It's pretty precious to us. It's in a sense our language. It's us. It's the Gentiles. We have been chosen by God to reveal. Key point number 13. The Bible reveals to us a Koine Jesus. A man who, though he was equal with God, humbled himself and took the form of a servant, became obedient unto death and a cross, that he might be our common rescuer. A savior for all peoples, nations, tribes, and tongues. Not just the Jews, but those that believe in faith upon the Christ. A redeemer of the lowly, the humble, the childlike. One willing to become the sacrifice, the food, and the clothing of a dying world. A study in the approachability of Jesus. Little children are invited. Gentiles are invited. Don't you feel unclean? It's Jesus, the Messiah of the Hebrew. And unless you can match with the law of Moses, how could you ever come near the one that fulfills the law of Moses? And yet he says, hey, psst, Eric, me, God, I'm a, I'm a Gentile. You, come to me. I call you. How can we be fit to bear the name of Jesus? To bear the name of Yeshua, Isus, Jesus, Jesus, however you want to say it. Yahweh saves. But that is our message. When we bear the name Jesus, what are we saying? God saves. I can't save you. I'm merely the voice box. I'm merely the Koine Greek that can declare it. I'm not impressive. I'm a rather common instrument. But let me tell you about the one who is impressive. Are you willing to be considered swaddling clothes in a feeding trough? Because that's going to be the sign to the nations. They will recognize him as king when we allow ourselves to be the dwelling place for that great majesty from on high to come and live. Thank you so much for listening to part three of this three-part message by Pastor Eric Ludi, pastor at the church at Ellerslie in Windsor, Colorado. Please feel free to make copies of this message, but do not charge for these copies or alter their content in any way without express written permission. If you have any questions, comments, or just need more information about Ellerslie, please visit our website at www.ellerslie.com. Again, that website is www.ellerslie.com. 
For Ellerslie Mission Society, this is Ben Zorns cheering you on as Christ cultivates his set-apart life within you.